It's time to start unpacking with a brand new episode of the B Word Unpacked, hosted by the ladies of Good Stock Consulting, Kelly, Kim, and Ebony. Hey, friends. Hey, hey. Hey, now hey, everybody. We, yeah, y'all, we last recorded in November, but honestly, that feels like eons ago. So tell me, what's been going on in, in y'all world since the last recording? Like, what's buzzworthy right now in your lives? And I will start just because I had a holiday from hell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my daddy had COVID over Christmas. Okay. okay. Welcome to my welcome to my life. Yes, Kelly. Oh my God, that was like such a blow. Given everything I know, and he wasn't experiencing really bad symptoms, but still the possibility of it because he's right. seventy plus. It was just really nerve wracking. And then my mom came back negative, but then she turned out positive. It was just, it was a mess. So because he was positive, everyone just shut down everything. And when I say everything, I meant everything. Like. We were all acting like we were positive. Everyone quarantined to the house. Everyone hunkered down. It felt like March 15th again, but it was Christmas. So it was so bad, y'all. And I was so down that I lied to my kids and told them that it wasn't Christmas. Wait, hold on. Wait, I know Trey Jr. did not believe that. So my kids don't have like access to media or anything. So it was Christmas Day. My dad was driving. So you were the Grinch. No, I I was not even much. You're the Grinch. Christmas at that moment. So when they woke up, they were like, "Mom, it's Christmas," and I was like, "Oh no, y'all, it's Christmas Eve." Oh no, you it's just one more day. First of all, one more day before Santa comes. First of all, so y'all didn't even get up the night before. Y'all had some slack pants. You know what? Don't, no, no. We did it. We did it in this household. Don't clump me in that now. I had an elf on the shelf for the first time ever and moved that elf every day. I'm talking about you yes. and Trey. Y'all done stole the children's Christmas. We did not steal it. We just, it was a, it was gratification that was delayed. I tell you. Mama just needed an extra day to get her life in order because in her mind, her daddy was terminally ill. Mm-hmm. She was not, but it felt that way. And I just, Still. yeah, y'all, it was tough. And so I totally lied and they I- bought it. <laughs> but it gave me and Trey an extra day to get our shit together. And okay. so we celebrated Christmas the day after Christmas. But again, it was weird because it was just the four of us. And y'all know right, I'm pretty Everybody crazy. else celebrated on the right day. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody celebrated on the right day, but we were all in our own homes because we were quarantining. You, they, y'all, okay, y'all didn't we even went Zoom. nowhere. We did nothing. We, y'all didn't Zoom with family. We didn't Zoom. We didn't do anything. It was. It did was they get like, any presents? Nothing. We didn't. I mean, the kids had presents here, but we did no exchanging. We did nothing. We literally hunkered down for ten days. Like, like we went dark. Y'all went dark. dark. <laughs> We like went in the closet just to pray and fast for 10 days. Y'all didn't Y'all went there. The closet. Hell. Y'all went there. We Dang went him. there. We went there. Yeah. And so That's we busy a- rolled around. I went to bed at 10 o'clock and we've been working. But, you know, I'm going to rebound this thing in 2023 or something. Go big. Go big. I'm go big. Go big in 2023. Go big. I'm yeah. gonna be like, you know. Claim 2022, Kim. 
2022. I wanted to, you know, make sure I set expectations. Really. I was going to say claim. I mean, we're in 2021. So I was going to say for the kids sake, why don't you try to claim that? Y'all some, you know what? <laughs> we're not doing this. Y'all going to rob these kids two years in a row. I appreciate Absolutely not. They I do not appreciate the We ain't going to believe in, in Santa. No. I, it's going to be funny when they turn like 25 or something and we tell them the truth. Gee, mm. <laughs> what have y'all been doing since November? Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I mean, work, personal. What, what's going on? What's going on? I mean, I think the two highlights for me, I had a birthday. January 3rd was my birthday. And I love this number, 4-4. Four, four. Mm-hmm. There's just something magical about it. Think about our 44th president. Just think about just like mm-hmm. about the roundness of that number. Yes. And the squareness of that number, just something about it. There's power in 4-4. Four, four. There's something powerful in that double. So I um, celebrated my 44th birthday. What'd you say? I said, let me pull out my crystals right now. <laughs> I need to look up numerology or something. Yeah, there's just something about that figure or that number that feels super powerful to me. So I celebrated a birthday and the house build has been underway and we close in a week. So I'd say those are the two biggest things that have happened for me since November. Yeah, it's happening, y'all. It's happening. Amber, y'all, um, y'all know life is. Twenty twenty had a lot of um surprises for me, um, but mainly people letting me talk my crazy talk and my country talk on um MSNBC, CNN, and what the New Yorker. A lot of a lot of um great things happening. So we'll see what twenty twenty one if we can build on top of that. Like let's. Let's go to the top, people. Let's do what we got to do to. Let me just say, my child does get confused when you are on TV, but don't respond back. Because when you're on Zoom, you respond. So he's just like, uh, what's happening right now? I'm like, no, babe, this is the same. This ain't live for everybody. This is live for the nation. <laughs> just not for us. <laughs> well, listen. Lindsay asked me if Auntie Ab knows Beyonce. So I was like, mm, Listen, from her list, guys, Like I said, from the mouth of babes, let it be true. Hey, yeah. I'm your friend. Yes. I'm your friend. I know. Right. Well, it's, been, it's been a great year. You know, we've been calling it our COVID blessings when we have these great things happen despite the chaos of 2020, right? But today, I want to throw y'all a curveball. Just a slight curveball. COVID has really dominated our airways and dominated our lives for what? Almost a year now, a year in March. But we're still missing out on a pretty important conversation epidemic. And that is STDs. All right. Sexually transmitted infections, diseases, however you want to call it. But Mm -hmm. most of our listeners are settled grown folks. I know. I know. But guess what, y'all? Grown folks are still dating and grown folks are still out here having sex. Uh-huh. Amen. Having sex. And I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, hunty, but the game hasn't changed. Just the nah. players in it. Yes. Yeah. In fact, y'all, did y'all know that STDs are actually on the rise mm-hmm. in older folks? Like as high as 20% for 60 year olds and older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? Why do y'all think it's so? I don't think it's crazy. And I actually have a story about that. So we have lots of family friends. I'm not going to name names, but one of, I'm not going to name names. One of our family friends called to talk about 
his grandfather being admitted into a senior center. Now, first of all, we know it's unusual for Black folk for us even to go into the senior center, that's not the norm, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were concerned and worried and how is he settling in and is he lonely? And, you know, he he was a widower of about, give it, call it about two years. And so my friend tells me that his grandfather, when he called his grandfather and said, you know, grandpa, how you doing? He said, grandson, let me tell you something. I never been better in my whole entire life. I don't know anymore. He said, because, and mind you, this man, at the time was 79. He's he's in his 80s now. He said, you know why, grandson? Because I am swimming in the kitty cat. I don't want to know it. Swimming in I it. Now, let me tell you, them cougars throwing it at him. He he didn't even know what to do with himself in the senior citizen home, swimming in it. Throwing, how do they throw it? But they had hip surgery. Viagra. Viagra is how they throw it. Trust and believe. That's how they throw it. Oh, I guess God. them appetites I'm, increase with age, I mean, not the clock. You got to think about it, y'all. What happens after women turn about at least 50, well, for my grandma, it was 60, not to put her business out there. What happens? Menopause. Menopause, so mm-hmm. they can no longer get pregnant. So guess what people out here doing? What? Mm-hmm. Throwing it. And definitely, and for this little B word of bedroom, having sex and not wearing protection. And y'all old people, okay? I know y'all were growing up and y'all was in y'all's 20s and stuff in the 70s, in the 60s, and y'all all about this free life. Free life. Free life. Take your you bra off. Free, free. Crazy. Yep. You're going to be free, free in the clinic. You keep it up. Okay. You're requiring some free medical care. Actually. Amen. Actually. Friends. But y'all are, y'all are pretty spot on. So according to the folks at Benjamin Rose Institute on Aging, there are three trends that they believe are contributing to this rise. So one, just like y'all said, that little blue pill, right? Gave them a little... I'll call it uh, spinach for Popeye, right? And then two, surprisingly, is the high midlife divorce rate. So y'all know people are getting divorced now at a higher rate, especially in the in the middle of their life or even older in life. So they're getting back out into you know the dating game. And then three, the lack of formal sex sexual health education, comprehensive sex education. So it's a shame. They weren't talking about sex in school, like how we talk about it now. I was sex number three because you don't need formal education. You know. To know better? You're 79. I'm not going to explain it to you. Oh, no. They didn't use the like that. It was like pull out. Rhythm method. I was have 12 babies. Yep. Right. Well, that's to help us out on this farm. Right? Yep. Rhythm method, and y'all know our people got rhythm. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, y'all like, so I still work um, heavily in sexual health and we were bracing for more peaks of STDs in 2020, but surprisingly are not so surprisingly, I would say COVID really overshadowed that. So we didn't see the peaks, but what we're afraid of is that STDs are festering and going to end up causing more damage because people aren't going to the doctor and getting checked like the way they used to. Or, or, and, or, all hell about to break loose when this world open up. Mm-hmm. All right. So this episode, we are unpacking, dun da da bedroom. Let's unpack these STDs, y'all. Welcome, Welcome to, to the B-Side. B-side. 
STDs, also known as STIs, are sexually transmitted infections, are for my seasoned folks. BD, <laughs> senior saints. That's <laughs> for the senior saints. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they've really been around since the medieval times. In fact, syphilis and gonorrhea were the two most common STDs in Europe. Now they say, now I don't know who they are, but they say that syphilis was spread by a crew member, by a crew of members who got it from voyages led by Christopher Columbus. Uh. So not only was Christopher Columbus out here fake founding countries, yeah. <laughs> he was also out in them streets. Mm. Okay. Right. Really. <laughs> so I rather than going into a history overload of STDs, I thought it'd be fun to play some sexy bar trivia. Y'all game? Okay. Let's do it. No, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. All right. First question. What's the most common STI symptom? Is it itching, burning, or no symptoms at all? Who call me? What you think? I know the call answer me. too. It's- call on Ebb. It's going to be just like the COVID folks, okay? Yep. The majority of people yep. are asymptomatic. Okay? That's why you keep spreading it. Yes. Wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> wrap it up and wrap your face up in the middle of this pandemic. Wear a mask and wear a condom. Wrap Amen. Wrap, and, wrap you, and put both on properly. <laughs> Please, full coverage. Not this half coverage. All the way I to the top. All of it. And all of it, too. Because you're touching me with your shaft. Now, I'll tell you, I had a student ask me if he's supposed to put his balls in the condom, too. And I had to let him stop. Everything doesn't go in there. okay? but everything can go in there because, you know, that thing can fit over your arm up to your elbow if you want to stretch it. So let's not confuse folks who think, oh, mine can't fit. Yes, I think he owned something because. Some of the STDs that is it's just skin to skin contact. And so if your testicles are dragging along <laughs> at the turkey, um, you might wanna you might wanna try to stuff them in that condom. He might be on something. That's not proper. I've never heard of that, but that you know However, could be a discovery. I mean, it's something that you probably should consider. What are your boys doing during this whole time? Okay, how he did it, but I'm yeah. Know, but another thing about no symptoms, y'all, that I really want to push and reinforce, especially for us ladies, is just that routine sexual health exam. Mm-hmm. I know, like, especially at this age, and especially if you're married, we stop asking about HIV tests and STD tests, and we just yep. kind of ignore sexual health as as if it's synonymous with reproductive health, and it's not the same thing. And it's I not. really wish that us as as women, as American women, especially as black women, that we get into the habit of asking about sexual health exams, just doing our routine annuals. Why, why don't you ask for that HIV test when you go in for your physical? And at the end of the day, I feel like it should be normalized because it's a, it's, this is a regular activity that most human beings engage in once they reach a certain age. So why can't we have the conversation? I, I can distinctly remember in college, if a girl might have had a symptom, the shame of actually like having to go to the clinic to seek medical treatment and like how long people would prolong actually getting the help that they needed because they were ashamed about, well, what if I have chlamydia? 
What if I have gonorrhea? What if, more importantly, what if my parents find out about it and my test shows up on the EOB? Like that was always the big thing too. So like you had girls who had insurance who wouldn't go to the clinic that they were authorized to go to because they didn't want the EOB to go to their parents, which is nuts. Listen, Kelly, that makes me think of like, girls that I may have gone to college with who delayed that sexual treatment, who have fertility issues to this day. Like things cause, have repercussions as you get older, but because we don't talk about it, we don't talk about it amongst ourselves. We don't talk about it with our girls. We don't talk about it with our college nieces and nephews. So they feel the same shame and stigma that we felt back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is why I put it on a great deal of the honest on the providers ourselves to develop relationships of where we ask about these things and we test for these things as commonly as we say, we're gonna check your blood pressure because it's not something to be ashamed of. It's a virus, just like a, a coronavirus that you get a common cold. I guess I can't say coronavirus anymore. Uh, any, any other type of little common cold, it's a virus. It's not like you are necessarily a dirty person. It is an organism that exists within the world. It existed before you. It's going to exist after you. Let's just trip yep. so we can move on. Yeah. And I realized for our BPAC, I used EOB several times and didn't explain what that is. It's an explanation of benefit. And so I want y'all to know that that's something that honestly, in many states, folks, sexual people in the sexual health space are fighting to have that um, modified so that those things don't show up on the insurance policies or the insurance letters that you get in the mail showing these are the procedures that you had done. So if you're looking for a cause or something to champion, that could be it. It sounds super simple, but it's something that people have been working for years to, to change. Absolutely. I'll tell you about the first time that I asked for, like independently asked for an HIV test, like when I went in for a physical and the nurse who was an older black woman, she was so, she wasn't appalled, but she was shocked. And she started to whisper to me from there forward in the appointment. And I was like, why is she whispering? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I boldly asked for the test. So why is she now whispering about it to me? But I realized this is what turns, this is, this could have been a door slammer. Uh-huh. Had I not been engaged in sexual health, this would have yep. said, well, this is what you don't talk about. Right. Yeah. Right. You go to the doctor's office. Right. Mm-hmm. It can cost somebody their life. Because the yeah. whole life. The their whole, whole life. And, their and, life, their fertility is, is ridiculous. For no reason. It is ridiculous. Okay. So we could go on and on about that. Got another question. When was syphilis first recognized as an epidemic? In the 1400s, in the 1920s, or in the 1980s? Hmm. Well, you I, Christopher Columbus, Columbus. Yeah, I was about to say, people have been, you know, engaging in this since the dawn of time. So Is I'm going to go with 14, the earlier number. Y'all know the song, 1492? <laughs> <laughs> Columbus sailed the ocean blue and apparently did a little bit more than that. There you go. go. Ding, ding, ding. And the fourth (laughs) So that's a new fact that y'all can tack on to this whole Columbus thing, okay? Mm -hmm. He was out here doing a little bit more than finding America. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Y'all, what year was the first HIV test approved by the FDA? Was Mm. it 1978, 1985, or 2000? I'm trying to think back to my, um, to, um, what's his name? Ryan White. Ryan White? No, basketball. 
Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. He was in when that's the eighties. That was the eighties. Mm-hmm. I think he was diagnosed in the late eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say it was the the eighties too, because the the epidemic really rose to prominence or to kind of at the national level, like in the early eighties. So I would say right. in the eighties. Right. Ding, ding, ding. It was 1985. So you're right, mm-hmm. Kelly. HIV really came on the scene in the early 80s. And by 1985, we actually had a test to detect um, if you had contracted HIV or not. But So that lets y'all know that HIV, the test for HIV is just 36 years old. That's it's not that old. Yeah. But Kim, since this is your area of expertise, why don't you drop on the listeners and our viewers the simplicity of an HIV test in this year, right. 2021. Um, Break it down for folk. Right. 20 minutes of your life. In fact, it's so it's so simple at this point. You can go to Walgreens, Walmart, CVS, and buy your own HIV test in the comfort of your own home, and you just ship it off. But it's simply just a swab. Some um, doctor's offices, they may do a finger prick. And if you really want sensitive results, then you can have blood drawn. But there's so many different options. And it's no reason why if you're sexually active and not using condoms or being super safe with all of your partners, that you shouldn't be tested every six months. And or talk talk about what they can actually take, Kim. What's that? What can they take? Take when? Prep. I'm trying to get (laughs) pre or post. Yes, PrEP or PEP. So pre-exposure prophylaxis are post-exposure. But either way, if you are engaging in risky sex and are you are not in a monogamous relationship. Not even risky. Hold on, time out. Can I just rewind this back? Because what we know for sure is that you can be in a monogamous relationship. Um, yep. that this Because I think that's a part of the this, this stigma is people feel like if I test for this, people don't think I'm Lucy goosey out in these streets. Yes. And that's simply not true. We see people, we see people in a marriage, and yes. you might not be Lucy Goosey. Um, and what? he might not be Lucy Goosey. He might have been Lucy Goosey one time. Hello. But Lucy Goosey found his way into these sheets. So mm-hmm. um it lingers. I, it lingers. So I think I think we need to shape the way we're saying that to say literally just as it's pre post for people having sex. People having sex. Y'all would be prep or pep. That should stick in your brain. And it's something that you can ask for. It's like a birth control pill, right? Mm -hmm. It's literally like a birth Mm -hmm. control pill. You take it every day and it decreases your your chances of actually contracting HIV if you encounter it. And you would be surprised by how many wives I meet who just like Ebbs mentioned, like they contracted HIV from their husband. Like they weren't out cheating, but maybe the husband went to Vegas and, and and had a wild night or maybe their husband is um, having sex with men and not saying that all men with HIV have sex with men, but it happens. In fact, we had um, one patient, older black woman, newly divorced. Mm. She was uh, nearly 60 years old, came mm. in for an HIV test, like random on the street, like just like, huh, why not? I'll get an HIV test. I think she just did it to be kind because our person who was tabling, um, who was tabling the event, looked lonely. Found yeah. out she was HIV positive. Totally God's blessing. Yeah, yes. she had a one night stand after her divorce. Wow. One. But you one think about it, it's a God's blessing that she came across that person who looked lonely at that table. Yes. Because what we know is that HIV used to be, used to be 
a death sentence. A death sentence. It's no longer that way. Yep. We have treatment options. Kim, you want to talk about that? Absolutely. So HIV is now considered a chronic disease, just like we would consider cancer or heart disease yep. or diabetes. And y'all, if you get on treatment, you can live just as long as anyone else on this earth. Like mm-hmm. the, the life expectancy nearly matches that of someone who's mm-hmm. HIV negative. Um, in fact, we have a doctor here in Charleston who, who says all the time, you deserve to die of a stroke, just like everyone else in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's the message, but what he's trying to say is you won't die from HIV. You're going to die from some one Something of the else. chronic diseases that we have that's prevalent here. So really, it's true. And at the end of the day, though, still wrap it up because you do not want to have to be on a lifelong course of taking medication if you do not have to be on a lifelong course of taking medication. So wrap it up. 38 million people in the world have HIV. 38 million. Okay. 1.7 million were newly diagnosed in 2019 alone. Yep. And that number doesn't decline. Like that number has just stayed constant for quite a while now. So that means that despite the education, despite the tech, the improvements in the testing and the treatment and the PEP and the PrEP, people still, still are, yeah. And people still have the hesitancy to ask their partners to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, a lot of women, and I'm not saying men aren't also in this position, but oftentimes women in relationships where there's a, you know, imbalance in power cannot ask for their, for their partners to use a condom, whether they're relying on their partner for, for food, for a place to stay, to, you know, for shoes for their children. So I'm not going to ask you to wrap it up if I need my baby to eat in the morning. And that's what really pisses me off that to this day, so many people are disempowered and and don't feel like they can ask for something that protects them just based on where they are in these relationships. And, and or not relationships. Or not relationships. You know, getting raped for, uh, yep. again, unfortunately, we, we hope no one ever experiences rape, but we know it happens. And if you, um, if you are one of those persons, get the what? Pep. Get the pep. Yep. So you can protect yourself. Go definitely go and get a um, a go to the emer- or the emergency room. Get a rape kit um, performed. Ask them, you know, for the hopefully they will automatically tell you about it. But know that you can be an advocate for your own life. Um, yep. Yeah. And you have a window of time. It doesn't have to happen immediately after. Isn't it 48 hours, Kim? Or is it 72? Yeah. yeah. And really, the sooner, the better, because mm-hmm. then they can collect DNA and, and it really stops the whole biological process that happens in your body. But mm-hmm. yeah, you do have a window. You do mm-hmm. have a window. There's a window. And I know a lot of women kind of walk. Well, I shouldn't just keep saying women. People will waffle about whether or not I go to my medical provider and ask him or her for this. Do it, y'all. There, mm-hmm. There's time to do it. And are there programs um, with Ryan White that you can get financial assistance for this, Kim? And Absolutely. So if you have a Ryan White in your area, you can receive this care for zero dollars. Yeah. That's what they're federally funded to do, to give you yep. everything and anything you need to remain well um, and to be productive in your community. So do yep. it. Or Planned Parenthood often also have Planned these resources. Planned Parenthood, another mm-hmm. good one. In fact, like when I talk about, I always joke, like our listeners are like in our age group. And so we're not thinking about STDs, but you have nieces, you have daughters, you have Mm -hmm. sons, you have nephews. I mean, these are the conversations that y'all are supposed to be having. When I look on my blogs, you know, in my random, you know, dumb time and I see future has another baby mama. 
I'm thinking, how is he <sighs> with all these women and no one's talking about STDs? Why am I sleeping? Is he the one that just put the diamond in his forehead or am I mixing him up? I hope not. I ain't even paid. The rapper that put the $24 million diamond, rose diamond in the middle of his forehead, he had it embedded. Isn't that future? $24 million? Yep. I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I digress. Let's get back on topic, Kim. What <laughs> role models? The Amigos. And you just found out who the Amigos are. And now all of a sudden she's talking about, you know about 24. 24. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I still don't know name one. So there's that. Yes. But I would not be surprised. But he does have a lot of girls. He He has a lot of babies, a lot of baby mamas. And I'm just always and a lot of risk factors. Not to say that yeah. But again, remember, ladies, because again, STDs, the most common symptom is no symptom at all. Yep. Don't be fooled. Uh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. okay, which of these STDs can be cured with antibiotics? Oh. Herpes, chlamydia, genital warts, or HPV. Oh, we got this one. I mean, from my perspective, all I can think about is lingering because all these bad boys, they just linger. Let's let's talk about Ursha, baby. You know, we know what happened. We know what happened with Ursha, baby. You know, them, them, them herpes, they 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 linger. They might disappear, but then they show back up seven years later. Mm -hmm. And so my guess would be, Kim, that can't none of this stuff think about hpv get it at 13 14 and then cancer at 40 from it so all these things they linger in your system yeah it stays yeah. it stays with you this is it's no joke y'all it's no joke to your earlier comment about comprehensive sexuality education why don't we have that in this nation in this year 2021 I know control because of the patriarchy. Men control our systems and they are afraid for women to feel empowered about their sexual health. To control our own bodies. And they the ones spreading it everywhere. That's some dystopian craziness. Right. And speaking of HPV, know that you can vaccinate your children. Okay. Let's vaccinate against this so they won't have to fight. Uh, cerebral cancer when they're 40 years old. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Please. Yep. And ask about those vaccines. And I want to say the age group is, is might be even down to 12 at this point. I think it's 12. Yeah. It's 12. Mm-hmm. So the difference between the S- these STDs, chlamydia is the STD that can be cured with um, antibiotics. And it's because you have a group of bacterial STDs and viral STDs. Bacterial STDs, you can get rid of those. Those virals, they are ride or die, okay? They're <laughs> homegirls for life. And so I don't care what you take. You can take um, medication to suppress them, but they never go away and they just re- lie dormant in your body. So interesting fact, there is a potential um, herpes vaccine in development. Nice. What? And that's going to be a game changer. Absolutely, y'all. One in mm-hmm. five people have herpes. Yep. One in five. Mm-hmm. And herpes has two different strains. So I was just about to say. Yes. <laughs> you have herpes simplex virus one or HSV one or HSV two. So HSV one, that's your fever blisters. Uh, many people have fever blisters and it's right. because of kissing and sharing drinks, soda. No, you know where it starts from. Parents feeding their children 
yep. with the same spoon or letting your child drink out of the same cup, um, mm-hmm. you can pass the herpes to your child if yep. you're using the same utensils. Absolutely. We try to, we try to say, do not do yep. that. You mm-hmm. have yours, they have theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I've had that since I was a little girl. And now if I know if I'm stressed because I'll get the same fever blister in the same spot right above my lip on the right hand side, it comes every, I know my body responds. I know I'm like, oh damn, Kelly, you're stressed or you're planning for something because it just creeps right on up, right on that little part of my lip. And it has since I've been like five or six. Yeah. Stress, hormonal changes. Anytime your body just has a serious physiological change, you can have an outbreak and, and it's no fault to you. So you shouldn't feel ashamed about that because many people pick that up as children. Mm-hmm. Not, HSV, not that you should feel ashamed by HSV two. that's just on your genitals and you can transfer one to two and two to one. So yeah. you know how you do that. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's that brand new. And, and the medication works the same for both, but it's so prevalent because HSV can be transferred even when you don't have a fever blister. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. call that shedding. So it's still contagious even then. It's you just know? like it's just like to bring in full circle COVID. Okay. Both of them are viruses. Yep. You want you can be completely asymptomatic, no signs of a cold sore or anything, and still be able to shed that virus. So in all things, keep yourself to yourself. That's the motto. Keep yourself to yourself. Okay, so last one, and this is a fun one. All right. True or false, sex toys can spread STIs. And who's sharing sex toys? I mean, where are you putting it? (laughs) Isn't it going places? (laughs) Maybe you and your partner share the same toy. (laughs) Who's sharing the same toy? I don't know. With your partner or with others? I'm thinking of like our same sex listeners. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Here we go. Okay, okay. Yes. Yes. You would like sharing undies. It's just not something I've ever done. But... Uh, wait a minute. We got some men and women that's out here sharing the same toys. I told you mm-hmm. my mama used my loop at that time. <laughs> so sick of you. I'm so sick of it too. Every time I think about it, I'm sick of it too. Mm-hmm. And I, granted, she birthed me and I get that. But why, if I set out, backstory family, okay, so my mom came to visit. I set out as a nice daughter should, bathroom, toiletries, a whole you got a whole basket full of things that you can pick from and here are your towels. Here we do. And when I went to go peek through, because something told me, go look. And I look in there and the towel was still there, dry. And I said, what did you use when you took the shower? Because much it's steamy in here. And she told me she used the loofah. Mm. And some people won't use a, use a washcloth. There's some people who will not use the washcloth. They will only use the loofah. It was my loofah. It was my loofah. Who does that? Look at Kelly's face. That's a lie. That's why I... Because this is very familiar. That's why I'm just not shocked. Having pizza, Kelly. (laughs) I got to throw the loofah away. Listen, we don't share toothbrushes. No, we don't share loop. I was just about to ask, mm-hmm. is that something you'd be willing to I share? I like to share my deodorant. I don't. Why? Why do you want to do that? 
Then it's not like, do you have, what, what do you use, Dove? Like degree. I mean, it's it's generic deodorant, but why do you want to wipe your underarms under the same thing? Is it, I hope it's the gel kind, not that old school white one. Like the, what is that called? The stick? Because then you don't want to see like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, what about the caffeine in it? Old school white. I can't have that. No, ma'am. You got to buy him a, look, go. I, can. I bought seven. I bought seven of them. You need, you know Costco. what? <laughs> Yeah, y'all need separate bathrooms because he, <laughs> he needs to learn. So the loofah, guys, the deodorant, the toothbrush is all off limits. It is a one person use item. Okay. Right. Period. But even, and, and that includes your sex toys. So, so ladies, gentlemen, you're supposed to be cleaning those in between use and you're not supposed to share sex toys. Sorry. Some people even put their sex toys in their dishwasher to really disinfect. Hey, no judgments. Whatever works for you, but it should be cleaned and properly sterilized in between use. If I come on, Ebony, if you know the answer to this, but what's the proper drying technique for some of these toys? I'll never forget going in when I lived in New York City and back in the day, you know, them New York City apartments are small and going into my girl's apartment and she had, you know, her, her rabbits. Day. Her weapon. Her weapon, they were just like stacked and like looked like they were drying. Is that sanitary just to be like I don't know out like that? I mean, I guess penises are out like that. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. They hang and dry. I, what I'm more concerned about is if I somebody's dishwasher at a potluck and I find maybe mm-hmm. on the top rack. Now at the potluck, you need to be watching out for cats and dildos. <laughs> no, I can't eat that crock pot. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. Well, this was fun. And I hope that you guys learned something new about STIs. If you can't use it, I hope that you pass it along to friends, pass Please it along do. to your loved ones, because we are really living in an STD epidemic, especially when we talk about HIV. And it's something that we can't keep off the radar. So let's talk about why we should be bothered. Hashtag be bothered. Now you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> you know that you've been keeping yourself protected. Are right. you sure you're not 40 already? Right. Good Lord, girl. That was That's terrible. No, that is so funny. But ladies, really, what's a tried and true sexual health tip that you live by still today? What's something that you still do? Mm. For me, it's just, we've been saying it throughout this conversation, but always protect yourself. Ladies, gentlemen, whoever you are, not to get too technical about this, but if you are having penetrative sex, you need to be wrapping it up, full stop, period, unless you know for sure this is a committed relationship. And then to the earlier comment that was made, even if it's a committed relationship, there's no harm in checking to make sure that everything's okay when you get that annual physical. That's mine. Right. And I would say, even if you're not having um, penetrative, because again, we know with herpes type one, it can just be from kissing. So mm-hmm. you just need to be always on the lookout. Um, yeah. and, and <laughs> you can never be too safe. And, but with everything, I think we need to normalize um, just going to get preventative checkups anyway. And that's for heart disease. That's, yep. for, you know, ST, uh, STIs, that's for you name it, um, colon cancer screenings breast checking your breasts ladies um and men um but really we need to normalize the practice that once a year i need everybody i need you to look from this part 
all the way down to this part and tell me if you see something that bothers you that I don't got used to and I don't see it for myself. So um, yeah, let's normalize that. Normalize it. Pick a day and keep that day moving forward year after year. I've picked a day that Kim does not agree with and has called me out for for being 100% unromantic, but I always time mine around Valentine's Day, y'all. I get all them checkups done on Valentine's Day. I think that's my self-love. Like that's me self-loving up on myself. Pick a day and then stick with it every year and you'll be good. That's funny. My day is in August. I always do back to school time because I feel like it that's makes sense. school. That's when life is starting again. Right. Summer is over. Let's yep. get all the things checked so that we can walk into this new school year with some sense. With some sense. With some I love sense. it. Yes. But mine follows that ebb. Like make sexual health checkups just a part of your routine. Start asking that question. I know it's mm-hmm. always weird when you ask the nurse, like, hey, I want to include an HIV test or hey, can you do the full STD test on me? Because they're going to give you that sideways look just like um, auntie did back 15 years ago when I asked her. But it's okay. The first time you do it, it only gets easier. And it's really the only way that we can remove y'all that stigma of HIV and STDs and encourage more people to get tested, encourage more people to get treated and really to encourage more people just to be honest with their partners. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know kind of the ins and outs of all of y'all's insurance, or if you don't have insurance, but if you do 99.9% of the time, if you request these things, they're going to be covered under preventative care. So it doesn't cost you anything. If that's something that might be a barrier, if you're concerned about it, it will be a part of your annual checkup. So just ask for it. And then if you don't have insurance, again, great organizations like Planned Parenthood and many other similar can provide these services to you for free. Ed, do you have anything to share before I close us out? Anything else you want to say? Listen, I don't think I do. I don't think I, got to <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I got anything to add. All I got to say, like I said, my nieces and nephews, wrap it up, keep it tight, know yourself, know what looks normal on you, mm. what doesn't look normal on you. Mm. Um, and that way- Look at it. And look, look at, at it. it. Yes. At it. Become familiar with it. Get to know you it. You should know what you look like, ladies. Okay. I don't, that's so- Get a mirror. It, matter of fact, this might be a little bit of an old side piece part, but uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard women say they don't know what they look like. Wow. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what you look like? Wow. It's actually a, it's a very important thing for you to know what you look like. So that if anything changes, if there's any blemish, if there's any coloration, yep. that you will be able to detect it first so you can go get it looked at. Um, so yes, become familiar with yourself. Like I told y'all all the time, I walk around this house Everybody in my neighborhood probably know exactly what I look like because they know what it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need a mirror. We've seen it. We've seen it. And I promise you, she knows what it looks like because anything that feels off, I'm like, look at it though. Because you are a clinician, you are a healthy professional. I I agree. I agree, Eb. Ladies, when you do that monthly breast exam, pop out the mirror and just do a quick peek just so that you know what's going on. It's it's pretty straightforward and it's simple. And if you've never seen it before, just just do it. Just do it. Yeah. You you got this. Y'all got this. 
Please. All right. So please keep listening, everybody. We're so excited to, to be back and to enjoy and to, as we said, send us your comments, share your stories, let us know how you're feeling about all this and check us out on our social media platforms. If there's a B word that you want to hear us unpack that we haven't yet, and Lord knows there's a lot out there, let us know again in the comment section below. We can't wait to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Thank you for unpacking another B word with Kelly, Kim and Ebony. Follow the B word on Instagram at the B word unpacked and follow Goodstock Consulting on Facebook and YouTube. Learn more about Goodstock at www.goodstockconsulting.com.